and welcome to Bibbs Music Room. I'm your host, Bibbs, and here we're going to talk about music, inspiration, life, and everything in between. Now, here we go in three, two, one. So you played a show yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Just at open mic. Okay, yeah, I think um, you had, like, so you're playing, like, percussion, right? Like a little, like, um... Cajon. Yeah, the cajon. Yeah. That, yeah, I'm, I'm friends with uh, Damon, right? Yeah. 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 Nice. All right. We'll get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we're joined with Lainey. Hello. Hi. Do you want to start us off? Just tell us a bit about your musical journey, how you got started. Yeah. So I first started doing music at a pretty young age. I joined uh, PYT, which is the Pennsylvania Youth Theater. Um, and I did singing, acting, and dancing lessons there. I was also in church choir growing up, so learned all my harmonies there um and then i joined school of rock in middle school so i did a bunch of shows there i did uh guitar and voice and then i went to charter arts where i majored in voice and yeah now i'm just at school at Hofstra university um studying music business that's awesome yeah so i know like because i have a musical theater background and that world is very different from what I've seen from, like, the rock band world, you know? Mm-hmm. How do you think some of those skills that you were taught beginning with, like, musical theater has translated to right. the rock world? Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like when it comes to my, like, stage presence, it mm-hmm. really gave me, like, an upper hand with that because, like, it really taught me to kind of how how to, like, express my feelings to the audience yeah. and, like, really bring songs, like a fun level to them so yeah I definitely think with like stage presence it really helped what do you think has impacted you the most with like your style and technique and everything from like you know the musical theater training to like school of rock to now you're also going to college for music right yeah so what do you think has had like the biggest impact on you oh man um I definitely think school of rock I mean like that just kind of established like where I kind of want to be when it comes to performing like I love playing with a full band and just playing like rock songs and like mm-hmm. the energy that that type of music brings yeah. um it really impacted like my music taste and just like the people I've met like the people I've surrounded myself with are like a lot are from school of rock mm-hmm. and have come and go out of my life but they're like mainly school of rock people yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way like, yeah a lot of like my friends i like jam with and stuff are like from school of rock or like some kind of relation like that yeah exactly so definitely had a huge impact on me um yeah. how long were you in the program um i was in it from when i was like 13 till about 17 oh. so it was a it was a decent chunk of time what are some of your like favorite memories or shows that you have from that time um I loved doing the Fleetwood Mac show. It got me into Fleetwood Mac a lot. I feel like that's definitely one of my inspirations for my music. Um, Being in the Bank Street Band was always awesome, getting Mm -hmm. to do shows with that. And my last show was the Chicago show, and, like, it went very well, and we had, Mm -hmm. like, horns, and it was just super fun, so. I think that show was actually, like, a show or two before I uh, joined the program. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Chicago was a good one. (laughs) So you went to charts. Mm -hmm. Do you think, like, what do you think the importance of going to a performing arts high school was for you? 
it was definitely something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this definitely wasn't your average like high school experience. Um, a lot of my classes were music theory and ear training and learning how to sing classical art songs. Mm-hmm. So like, it was just a lot of practice, a lot of having to do stuff on your own. Um, but a lot of like singing in choirs and just you know your whole day is gonna have singing in it at some point and it really benefited me and just learning how to you know learn songs quickly or how to like catch on to harmonies quickly when I need to so it really improved my musicality Mm -hmm. um but I feel like it's not a quintessential part of being like a musician it just kind of was like a little add-on because being Mm -hmm. a musician even wasn't my end goal like at the time it was just like what I was doing and just kept building on it um but I decided to major in music business because I was like oh I'll never be a performer like nah but now I'm like I've kind of come full circle Mm -hmm. so after all my experiences I'm like okay actually yeah (laughs) you can always do both yeah you know you should always have just like as many tools in your tool belt you know I think that's definitely important like the high school I went to we had it was it was not like a total performing arts high school they had like a bunch of different electives that you could choose from but for me I did like dance and theater so like that was half of my day Mm -hmm. and I think all high school should be that way I like it benefited me so much just being able to like you know not have school be totally academic you know and Mm -hmm. have like the growth from those different programs so like (laughs) no you're fine in my opinion I think just like performing arts schools and just like having all of those extracurriculars embedded into the school system I see like total um like improvement on like a well-rounded student you know I agree yeah it really like creates characters you know I feel like every person I went to charts with like Mm -hmm if you were to look at them now like they're all doing something pretty unique and special and it's like cool it's Mm -hmm. cool to see us grow up and like a lot of us are still like doing music and still performing so it's like you can't really lose it once Mm -hmm. you kind of enter into that headspace yeah and it also makes the arts like super accessible yeah you know yeah because some people don't have the time or the funds to go into like school of rock and those types of outdoor programs or even like community theaters and stuff like that so how I think like having a school that offers those classes, yeah, I, I think all schools <laughs> should be that No, way. yeah, I, I always loved doing like music in school, like yeah. I would, you know, do at a musical theater in like mm-hmm. middle school and was in choir, um, and when I went to Freedom my first year, I was like a tennis star, so that mm-hmm. was my thing, but then I heard about charts and I was like, this might actually be a pretty cool opportunity and all you have to do is just audition and then like I was in yeah. and I was just my whole day was like music yeah. so it was pretty awesome mm-hmm. when do you think you were introduced to rock music in the beginning and what drew you to it um definitely by my parents um I grew up going to our neighbor's house a lot for like parties and just being like the kid that sits around like he had like a little video game thing that I would play and mm-hmm. Um, he, they loved music so like constantly they'd have these nice speakers and you'd just be hearing like um, I don't know if you're familiar with like the Sirius XM channel like Lithium like just like Nirvana Pearl Jam um, I'm like 
started blanking on all those kind of bands. Mm. But you like know what I was talking like very grunge, like Seattle. Um, yeah, I feel like that was like my first introduction to like rock. I just remember hearing that and like Foo Fighters and just um, Soundgarden. You know, I just like I can hear any of those songs now today, and like my brain will just like pick them up even if I haven't heard them in years, just because mm-hmm. I just grew up like surrounded by that yeah. music all the time. So definitely that. Um, my parents weren't really into like seventies rock too much. I'm more into seventies rock, but definitely grew up with a lot of nineties. So. Were you ever a uh, Guitar Hero kid? I did play Guitar Hero a little bit. But I, I know a lot of people that um, end up being like professional musicians like later. They like grew up like playing Guitar Hero and like learning a lot of songs through that, <laughs> and then they're like, "I want to do this like in real life." See, I was like an American Idol girly, so I had like <laughs> okay. the little American Idol like fake mm-hmm. microphone, and I would just like sing that. So I mm-hmm. feel like that was like my version of Guitar Hero. <laughs> I miss like the beginning years of American Idol. Oh, right like, nowadays. Watch, I don't like, know the last like ten two. people that won. Yeah, but like, like who even cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I remember David Cook was like my one of my first concerts he won American Idol like so long ago. <laughs> but I just remember every week like my mom and I would watch American Idol. Like that was our weekly thing. No, I miss and it. Then, yeah, yeah I think there was a guy that won that was from around this area. Really? I, I don't remember. I don't remember his name, but he was one of the earlier people. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, going on that or the Voice is like definitely something that i don't know if i would ever do it but like it's a cool thing like there's definitely been a lot of people that have come out of like the voice i feel like recently like melanie melanie martinez started out on the voice and Mm -hmm. now she's like yeah at a pretty nice level whatever happened to her i know like i used to love her yeah she had some controversy it got cleared up i think Mm -hmm. um and she just released a new album and it's pretty good oh it's like not bad i gotta check it out like i used to love dollhouse like I used to love her so much. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, all of her music was, like, gone. Like, it was in all my playlists, and then it was just gone. I don't know if she, like, deleted it when she went through the controversy, but I was like, yeah, is it all? That was definitely something, because I was a huge, like, Crybaby fan yeah. in middle school, of course. <laughs> it was, like, 21 Pilots, Crybaby, and, like, mm-hmm. Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Just rotting my mm-hmm. prepubescent brain. But... Yeah. So then, moving into, like, modern music, do you think there's any bands that can kind of compete with, like, the grunge rock that you like? Ooh. That's tricky. I'd have to, like, dive into my Spotify really <laughs> quickly. Hmm. Like, recent bands. I don't know. I listen to a lot of, like, recent r&b i feel like and like rap but when it comes to rock it's mainly predominantly like mm-hmm. older stuff i definitely have artists that i've listened to that are like cooler new rock artists but none are coming to mind <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> so you wouldn't say like what like i'm not too um knowledgeable in like the rock genre yeah so there's not any like new and upcoming like rock bands as there was in like the 70s oh yeah i mean like if you look at the market now it's very much heavily like r&b rap because that's kind of been ruling the industry for the past few years i am definitely seeing some rock acts start to kind of rise their way up um that makes me think of this band called the lemon twigs they're two brothers from long island um 
I know they're like, uh, they're one like, what's it called? They, this guy that like helps with them with stuff, um, Ed, shout out to Ed, he's awesome. Um, but yeah, they're these two brothers, they've been making music their whole lives, and they do a lot of like almost 70s like Beatles type rock and like that kind of genre, really bringing that back. Um, I really like The Garden, they're like more punk and like also just like whatever the hell they do like it's just chaos but i i really love their sound so yeah and so you you have a um like a band project you mentioned you want to talk a little bit about that yeah so i started lane to go last summer when i changed my instagram handle <laughs> it was marlena.ryan and then i was like i'm gonna switch it up and i just came up with lane to go and just kind of started using that as like my presence whenever I was out and about in the city and stuff um and I was like I think I'm gonna use this as my artist name because I had just started writing music for the first time and I recorded my single tell me in like the Catskill mountains which is really cool and that's just kind of been an ongoing project um I've currently been working with my boyfriend Anthony and um his brother Damon and we've just been like practicing oh also Iggy and so they're kind of like my little band um Love Iggy. yeah me too um we haven't really come up with like a name yet for the band itself um but for now it's just kind of like lane to go and mm-hmm. you know everyone else but like yeah. <laughs> yeah we have to come up with a cool name though mm-hmm. it's, it's just the hardest thing but yeah what kind of sound are you guys looking to make I feel like what we've been working on now is very has elements of dream pop. I would like to say like the cure a little bit. Um, I really love new wave and like slow core, so kind of just like elements of that. Last night a guy at our open mic said that we sounded like the Beatles for our one song, so <laughs> I was like, Okay, like maybe that's in there too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely think like New Wave is a huge inspiration to me. Mm-hmm. So is it all original music then yeah so i write um the lyrics and anthony does like the melodies and stuff on the guitar Mm -hmm. and stuff so he'll usually just like play around guitar and then i'll just kind of start like humming and just singing along and then my process is really i just like lyrics will just kind of like come out you know Mm -hmm. and i'll just like oh i like that and then i'll just start rhyming off of that you know it's just like i find that's the best way for me to write Mm -hmm. um so yeah so it's not like you're sitting down and you're like, I got to write a song now. It's just like the creative. Yeah. Thing. You've got to catch me. Yeah. Come out. Or I'll just go on like my garage band and just kind of mess around with Apple loops mm-hmm. and just make it. I have so many just like random little beats and like songs on there yeah. that <laughs> will probably not go anywhere, but they're fun. Mm-hmm. How do you think you market yourself as like a band and what are your strategies in doing that? So I love digital marketing. It's one of my favorite things um, I've learned at school and just have done. Um, When it comes to like our image, I really want to start having like some cool photo shoots and just um, I love the like the idea of pushing out promotion for songs. So like, for example, once we finish up with the song we're working on now um, and get that all ready to release, I'm like going to probably clear out my Instagram, like delete everything and make it all look kind of secretive and then just start dropping like little hints. I love just like editing like cool videos and cool like 
graphics. Um, I did that for my one band project, The No Middies. It was a school project. Um, and we had to create a band. And I basically became like the manager of the band and was creating all the uh, marketing for it. And it is just such a fun process. So I think for Lane to go, it's just going to be to keep pushing the image of just like, I don't know, like elusive city girl, you know, like with like kind of country roots, you mm-hmm. know, for my PA self. But yeah, yeah just I like the ha- to have this kind of idea of um, like separating myself from the art a little bit. So like once we have projects to really start pushing out, just like making it obvious on my Instagram that like there's music and like directing people toward youtube and tiktok and just kind mm-hmm. of posting on like cross platforms i feel like that's yeah. the best too do you think you're mostly focusing on getting it out on like social media or is live performance like bi- like a bigger um opportunity i guess um it really depends i mean right now i just really want to get the song i'm in the process of like okay i want to get the song like done mm-hmm. and out um, because so I can start posting about it and I can start like just making random content and just like sharing it making you know it's just exciting for me but also live performing live performances are awesome like they're really good exposure um, we have a gig coming up on Tuesday in Brooklyn which is going to be awesome just a small gig with um, this guy Rich who I performed with last fall he throws like little events in the city so yeah, we'll get to perform there. Um, but I want to have, like, more repertoire, I feel like, for our performances. Mm-hmm. So, like, right now I feel like the social media side is kind of more important right now. Yeah. So, But we try to gig, like, whenever we can. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just do open mics and just little stuff because it's just good. It just feels good to perform, you know. It's just yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Love it. From School of Rock, have you had other bands besides this one you're in right now? Um just the no middies i kind of after school of rock i was like okay well i guess i can never perform again like that's <laughs> it like i just kind of mm-hmm. like gave up on it because yeah. i was like i was not songwriting at the time mm-hmm. i like would try and just would be cringed out by my own like lyrics and stuff so i'd be like all right never mind um but again at hofstra we have this class where it's like an advanced seminar and you get put in a group with random people and you have to release a cover song and an original song and market it and that was my first time kind of being in a band um mm-hmm. so i had to sit down and like record with people and write songs and it was really fun it was really educational really showed me like all the steps i needed to be taking yeah. um it's definitely a big step we like created like kind of a dance song it's something mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something but uh yeah it was a really cool first try at like a band project mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna ask like the kind of challenges of doing it you know all by yourself now instead of having like school of rock put you in a band and all that stuff but you mentioned how like they, they kind of showed you those steps what are those steps you know what do you think are, are like the fundamental things you have to do in order to create a project yeah that's a great question um so I think the first thing is to kind of figure out your brand like what you want to come across as um but in a step-by-step process, I would say get your socials together. Make sure that like you have a page for Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Those are like the most important ones. Um, and then once you have that set up, write the song. <laughs> um, write the 
song, record it, make sure that's all set, get that baby on distro kid, you know, that's all set up to perform or to play. And then I think in the meantime, um, start posting content that kind of like teases, um, doing stuff that's going to bring like users back to your page, like, um, I'm trying to think what it's called, like a countdown feature on Instagram, or you could do like polls or create an event on Instagram or an event on Facebook just for like the release. Um, I think planning kind of a little event around the release is also good. Like for my last song, Tell Me, um, I created, when I performed at that gig, I like promoted a bunch. I like made little videos. I, you know, was just constantly posting about it. Um, and then I was also teasing that I was going to bring like CDs. So I like burned a bunch of like copies of this, just the demo that we, I had of it on the CDs and I was just giving them out to people at the show. So like kind of having incentives. And then, um, I feel like just like before, during and after the release, it's just like really important to just post. So get people hyped up. And then once it releases, like have something interesting, like a live stream or like, a little gig or a little party like something to kind of create hype around it and then afterwards just keep posting stuff and then eventually post like a youtube video mm-hmm. so just kind of like this big circle keeping yeah. your audience kind of in a loop you know because some bands just drop the song and like mm-hmm. with no warning which is right. can work but also it's like if you just drop a song and don't do anything like some people will hear it but not as many people as like it could yeah. you know so i feel like it's just having that kind of social media like I guess having social media calendars really works, um, but just having, like, whenever... The best thing is, like, if someone is to search up your name or even the song in your name on, like, Google, you want to make it so that, like, it comes to... Your name mm-hmm. comes to the top. So, like, that's, like, the importance of having yourself so present on yeah. social media as, like, an artist is, like, if you just use, like, hashtags, if you just use, like, certain, like, technical skills, like, it'll bump you up in, like, the whatever that you, mm-hmm. the google thing's called but like the algorithm the algorithm it's like a seat not ceo but like something like that um yeah. but yeah that i've seen that help um like that's why i, I stuck with ladies to go and i just kept sticking with it i think like staying consistent with your stuff mm-hmm. as well as too but uh yeah just we should so try some stuff like that like yeah. uh like youtube shorts or like mm-hmm. uh like putting some of like the other stuff on tiktok have you found that like one social media platform kind of gets the most traction yeah so i find that um it it really depends like i feel like with tiktok i um because i started taking it seriously last summer i'm almost at like 900 followers which is nothing like crazy but it's something and i get a decent amount of like just small views on each of my videos but like there's still like an audience that's kind of Mm -hmm. building um Instagram, I feel like, is kind of there, but it's it's become such a dying app that it's, like... Yeah. But I feel like um, my content does pretty well in there. Um, but YouTube as well. Like, I find, like, when I post my videos just performing on YouTube, they get, mm-hmm. like, they get views, you know? Yeah. Again, not a lot, but, like, mm-hmm. there's still people watching them, so I feel like yeah. it really depends. The thing with, like, music content is it's really hard to get people to, like, watch it. You know, like when someone sees like, mm-hmm. oh, like I'm going to show you my new song in like my car. Like I wrote the song this summer. Like y- people are probably going to skip it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just yeah. like 
or you just performing like playing guitar like it's it's so hard to keep people's attention on yeah. like apps nowadays so it's like yeah I think I feel like we have to start getting like creative with like how you're like presenting stuff exactly yeah that's why like for my new release I'm probably gonna like black out all my accounts and just mm-hmm. try to create this kind of like oh what's going on here like yeah. situation just yeah. to kind of get people interested um but yeah it's hard <laughs> yeah have you found that like what like different techniques you do make something go more like viral or get more clicks on it yeah um definitely using like trending sounds mm-hmm. um hashtags um if i you know have makeup on and look pretty and like <laughs> kind of you know show off a little bit mm-hmm. like it's how yeah. it is but you know that really does help um yeah. but yeah definitely something like that um kind of involving like meme culture a bit but in the right way because it could go wrong very badly (laughs) but like involving cringe like not cringe culture but like um you know like on tiktok like i'll find a side of like obsessive girl culture where Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of my songs are about like sad remorseful love um so i feel like kind of using like memes from that side of tiktok to kind of like draw those girlies into my songs because i know that they'll relate to them but it's like still using these kind of like absurd memes mm-hmm. and like yeah just like yeah. <laughs> are you wanting to draw like a larger audience like not just locally you know yeah totally um mm-hmm. the goal is to definitely you know get a big audience and yeah. tour around the world and you know be a celebrity mm-hmm. but for now like the lehigh valley and new yeah. york are pretty much my main audiences mm-hmm. um I performed in New York before, I'm, you know, performing again, and then I'm going back to school in the fall, so definitely going to be doing a lot of performances mm-hmm. there, so really just, like, focusing on getting um, Lehigh Valley people right now, since I'm here for the summer, yeah. um, but then once I'm back, getting just, like, a lot of Hofstra kids involved, mm-hmm. and just, like, yeah. yeah, just, like, finding my niche audience, because I still mm-hmm. don't really know what it looks like yet, um, but I'm just excited for once I start building it, then I can really start to kind of give them what they want, mm-hmm. you know? Because I feel like once you find your niche audience, you could really be like, okay, let me let me get some fan service to like my yeah. fans and really provide for them. Because um, I love when artists do that and they really mm-hmm. like give to their fans, yeah. you know? It seems like that would be kind of like a challenge in my eyes, like, because you want to have like the Lehigh Valley people following you because you want to be able to play out and you want to have like a, a group that kind of follows you around, mm-hmm. you know, but then also trying to like expand out into getting like, you know, people in different states to listen to, you know, like having a wide audience. Do you find it difficult to like focus on, you know, like doing local stuff and expanding out? Yeah, totally. I mean, like, there's several times during the summer I've been, like, stressing, like, oh, like, I need to be gigging, like, mm-hmm. nothing's happening for me in PA, like, I miss New York, like, I feel like, oh, like, all my problems will be solved in New York, like, my fame will come back in mm-hmm. New York, which is just not true. Um, so kind of, like, finding, like, a balance between each of those states for me has yeah. been, like, important, like, finding... Um, the different strengths that each of the states hold for me as, like, an artist. Like, I find, you know, um, in PA, I have a lot of resources when it comes to, like, just performers and recording because the School of Rock, like, 
I've had so much help from like people like Iggy, you know, just playing bass with me with an open mic. Like that's not something I could really do in New York. So like just having that kind of resource where in New York I have the other resource of like kind of my party scene, (laughs) which like I have a lot of friends who are involved in that and like photographers who come in handy for like the other side which is like branding Mm -hmm. so I feel like New York is really good for like my branding side because I'm able to get so much content there and just kind of create this image of like a New York musician Mm -hmm. you know like going to clubs Uh, um, but PA is really helpful when it comes to just like performing and just Mm -hmm. having people to like go back to because like I knew them when I was in middle school and they were awesome back then still awesome today Um, but yeah have you noticed like a culture difference between the states when Um, it comes to music yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um pa is definitely very interesting um like last night the open mic was very cool a lot of like like almost 2000s like um nickelback rock and then like some kind of like folky like midwest emo kind of stuff going on I feel like New York, I saw a lot of, like, R&B, a lot of rap. Um, there was definitely some, there's definitely a cool rock scene that's starting to grow in New York, too, again, which is awesome to see. Um, I know a lot of people who are, like, putting on shows that have, like, just full, like, rock bands, and they're just, like, mm-hmm. rocking out, and it's, like, I I don't know if I see that much in the Valley. I mean, it's definitely there, but it's, like, I feel like a lot of it is, like, cover bands or, like, yeah, there's all over the valley. A lot of cover bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've talked about that with a lot of people that have come on here. That like most of the bands in the Lehigh Valley are cover bands. Yeah, it just—not to say it's an epidemic, but like it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I feel like it gets a little annoying because when like an artist that has like original music is trying to get a gig, and there's like ten cover bands that could play there and have like longer sets and stuff they tend to like get a lot more of the gigs and stuff so it it makes it a little bit harder for like people that are trying to get like original music out there exactly yeah no i totally agree because like cover songs are great like that was school of rock like we sang cover songs you know um but i feel like once you start writing your own music and you're like i really want to start getting this out there it's really hard because like you know at a lot of these places like you have to play like a two-hour gig so you're gonna have to put a bunch of cover songs in there anyways and it's you know getting gigs in general is just hard you know Mm -hmm. i was like emailing a bunch of just like bars and restaurants and like hearing back from like two you know so it's just like a lot of hard work um for maybe like a 15 minute gig or Mm -hmm. even like an hour gig that you might not even get paid for but it's exposure Mm -hmm. you know are you changing your set if you play in pa or in new york um it'll probably stay the same but Mm -hmm. i feel like uh like for cover songs definitely like switch like i feel like cover songs like for pa are kind of like classics like family favorites things that i know like my parents will like you know Mm -hmm. like that they'll comment like oh i liked you playing that song Mm -hmm. um for new york i feel like i could kind of be a bit more experimental and like a little bit more outside of the box because i know that probably the next person who goes on after me is going to be even more out of the box from what I've mm-hmm. seen. There's really no, like, judgment, I feel like, in New York when it comes to music. At least there shouldn't be. Yeah. But, like, often people will just, like, respect you for even going up and doing mm-hmm. it, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I just... That's something I do idolize just about New York as a whole is just, like, the 
ability to just like experiment and create things without judgment especially when it comes to like clothing and stuff like man sometimes I want to you know you want to wear like the crazy outfit but if you wore that around here everyone's looking at you everyone's commenting on it yeah New York people don't even bat an eye you know no like my style here compared to New York is so like it's just so toned down Mm -hmm. um because like I would wear something that is like an average fit for me in New York but like here it's like seeing like I'm going out to like party or like go to like a fancy dinner it's like no like I just don't feel like wearing like Mm -hmm. jean shorts and a t-shirt like sorry (laughs) like you find it kind of hard to be then like like yourself and like your image in different places Mm -hmm. and like how important is keeping that when you're playing out live here? Yeah, so that's a really good point. Um, so I had to take the f- spring semester off just for some, like, mental health stuff and kind of was, like, forced to come back to PA and, like, settle here um, for the spring and summer. And it was really tough because in New York I kind of had this version of myself that was, like, kind of rebellious and, like, you know, would – dressed in like crazy outfits and would be out to the club at like 3 a.m you know getting content and just talking to people um and like being a PA it's like I'm in bed by nine o'clock you know Mm -hmm. like it's just kind of my it's like a quiet time for me um but it's really hard because I feel like in New York I kind of was able to live in this like fantasy world for a bit Mm -hmm. um where you kind of like you you start getting yourself around these people that kind of feel famous um, or, like, they know people, and, like, you just kind of start surrounding yourself with that, and it really, like, raises yourself, it raised my self-esteem and, like, made me feel, like, special, mm-hmm. um, and just, like, it has, like, this kind of sense of, like, I don't know how to describe it, but, yeah, New York just definitely made me feel, like, superior in a kind of way, mm-hmm. and then I kind of got a reality check, which I needed, but, like, PA kind of just reminds me of, like, my childhood and just like growing up here and it just like totally brought me back down to my roots and like forced me to be like okay like no you're the same person like Mm -hmm. you have not changed you know so it's like PA is very humbling for me you know but it 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 makes me kind of like go back to just like normalcy a little bit but it's nice because it you know gives me kind of a break from the city because the city is like a lot um energy is like very chaotic and mm-hmm. you get used to just like going along with plans and then you're like yeah. out till four in the morning like we're in PA I feel like you're kind of like I, I just go to work I do my internship I perform I hang out with my friends with boyfriend and like that's really it you mm-hmm. know it's it's not like it doesn't feel as like exciting as last summer but it's like it's a nice different kind of exciting it's like Mm -hmm. a more like stable (laughs) one which is really like helpful but um yeah I feel like when I perform though I really try to bring that stage presence Mm -hmm. no matter where I am um like at School of Rock I would just like run around the stage and just like dance and like try to put on a show for people so um yeah I'm just I'm hoping for gigs like coming forward to just start like dressing up and like being mm-hmm. kind of crazy, kind of go to, like, the Lady Gaga route, you know, yeah. of just being yourself mm-hmm. even from the get-go, so even if it's, like, PA people, it's, like, yeah. you know, you guys, you guys but can I, deal. Yeah. In New York, though, like, if you dress up and you have this, like, crazy aesthetic, 
that's normal there you yeah. know at least now if you're coming here with that you're like you're unique you know mm-hmm. so there is that so I think it's important to like hold on to that do you know where you kind of want to like settle are you more into the city life or PA yeah <laughs> so um once I go back to school I'm planning on graduating and moving to Brooklyn hopefully getting a job um I really love New York it's just mm-hmm. be, living in a walkable place is like it just wonders for your life mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean to drive everywhere everywhere is great um yeah just New York it just I love PA um it's like my home you know but New York it just feels like just this kind of large amount of just acceptance you mm-hmm. know like you don't feel out of place for wearing like outfits yeah. or mm-hmm. like talking about things you know and just you don't get weird looks from people like people mm-hmm. in New York like mind their business where people in PA like do not <laughs> mm-hmm. you know like they really don't um and I just yeah in New York just you you have all these resources and like opportunities that are like right there you know yeah. where um in PA you kind of you have to like go looking for them mm-hmm. you know but I love I love New York it's I lived in Long Island for like three years and like that a little bit outside of the city but mm-hmm. that was even like a great experience you just yeah. have so much more like accessibility to things mm-hmm. you know and it's just like really yeah. really great do you find that because like new york has all the creatives that like it's a bit saturated when it comes to finding gigs and getting those opportunities because there's just so many people there to do the same thing yeah totally i mean it's it's the same thing with tiktok you know and instagram mm-hmm. like even if you're like just from PA it's like really hard to break through um but I think with New York it's good because as long as you're just like meeting people and making connections like Mm -hmm. you're gonna be able to like perform like but I I was able to perform like I'm able to perform this Tuesday because I like met a girl at an art gallery and Mm -hmm. she set me up with this guy and now like I'm able to perform with them when I want and like it's just kind of by being nice and just like talking to people and just like just remaining humble Mm -hmm. you know so yeah 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 do you have any dream venues either in new york or even here that you would want to play uh um i'd love to play at like one of the steel stacks like main like the arts quest i love that stage um or I really like the Music Hall of Williamsburg. It's like a little stage in there. Like mm-hmm. I don't know a lot. I saw Rex Orange County there like years ago. That was a really good show. But um, yeah. yeah. What about like some larger scale venues? Oh man. Um, any any ones that like you you would like really want to play like specifically? Red Rocks is such a cool venue. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that one's up there for me. Just cause it, it's such like an interesting, like different thing. Right. It's like all. It's such a pretty like venue. Yeah. Like, it's so nice being like a, like somebody watching the show. But like, I can't even imagine what it's like looking up at the crowd and then seeing the view along with the crowd. It's amazing. Oh, or also Jones Beach. I love Jones Beach. Like it's one of my favorite venues. Mm-hmm. I saw Steely Dan there last summer and it was magical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And now, like, looking at your Instagram, it seems like you're very just, like, a multifaceted creative mind. <laughs> How do you balance all of your different, like, creative avenues? Or are you trying to, like, channel them all to make this this one musical 
image yeah so i just kind of want to like come across as um i don't know how to describe it like when when i when people see like my instagram or tiktok i want them to kind of be like interested and like i want it to spark something of like oh like i want to know more about this yeah and then like then you know they click onto your page and then it just you know starts that funnel i feel like it's like a business funnel (laughs) Mm. you know just i try to create content that you know is sparking to at least like a certain audience whenever i post it so like whether that's um my tiktok audience of like you know humor when it comes to like when i post about like south park you know or like when i post like kind of thirst traps like i know that audience like i know exactly who that is and um uh (laughs) but i always like to try to cater to a certain branch um but it all kind of comes down to like again that funnel of like okay like i'll reach out through like my modeling or like my fashion or i'll post a makeup video or i'll post kind of a traveling inspired video or a comedy video um and then just kind of using like social media as a tactic um to again like funnel it down to my music and artists like at the core of it mm-hmm. and just like using that by you know having accessible links and having accessible like information so that when people click on my page they automatically see like you know musician and then they automatically see the link yeah. and then it takes them to like my music and it's mm-hmm. just it you know just using the advantage of social media yeah. to kind of like use my different creative facets to mm-hmm. just bring it all down to like the image of lane to go which is like a musician mm-hmm. like rock star girly yeah how important do you think it is to have like a niche or do you think it is more important to be you know expand what you are yeah i think expanding is like really good i feel mm-hmm. like i never make the same content um (laughs) like it always changes every month Mm -hmm. but I think having a niche is good like I feel like my niche is very much like (laughs) like weird girl like aesthetic you know like like I make content and music for like the girlies who you know do their makeup and like to go like thrifting and like look good but at the same time like we like stuff like Five Nights at Freddy's you know like just kind Mm -hmm. of showing light to like people who feel like they feel alone in like their interests because like I feel like that's how I felt a lot growing up but like just showing like hey guys like you know I might like look like this but you know I like to do weird yeah. stuff like you too so like it's not a big mm-hmm. deal you know that's awesome do you want to share what your song of the week is your favorite song you're listening to right now oh man um Mm, let me think. Hmm. Oh man. I think my song of the week is gonna be. Yeah, I think it's gonna be "Pictures of You" by The Cure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know that song. I'll have to check it out. It's really good. <laughs> I love The Cure. Even though I was apparently hearing that like he has allegations now on TikTok, oh, oh, but really? like it's like. I don't know if I don't know like, I'm hearing yeah. false things I'm hearing true things so I'm just like I'm staying yeah. out of this it's hard to like it's hard to be like I'm not gonna follow someone who makes like amazing music anymore because of like 
allegations or stuff like that yeah it's it's like heartbreaking to see sometimes because you're like no but um yeah it's just like it's it's sad reality Mm. of liking rock music honestly like any band from the 70s -hmm. 80s like yeah probably did some fucked up stuff you know and it's like it's just it's hard to separate like the band like the music from the person yeah i think it's really like your own morals like there's definitely some artists that i just don't listen to anymore because Mm -hmm. they just kind of cross that inner yeah moral line for me where Mm -hmm. i'm like you know i just yeah like ariel pink was one of my favorite musicians and then he attended like the january 6 riots and i was just like yeah and I just, I just stopped, like, listening to him, and it mm-hmm. kind of, like, broke my heart, but I was like, I don't want to be giving money to this man, yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it just, it really depends, mm-hmm. it's just the reality of liking rock, unfortunately, yeah. you just gotta ex- expect to get your heart broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to a lot of the Backstreet Lovers recently. Ooh. Three and six yeah. of the Backstreet Boys. Me too, I was like, <laughs> I love them, no, no they're fun. Uh, no, but, um, Yeah. I don't know. I just I keep finding like um, on my like listen to weekly disco- week yeah. weekly discovery on um, Spotify. Like every week, it's like a new one of their songs. Cause I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to like take the time to like listen to all of their music. But I'm just gonna just keep waiting until I yeah. just keep getting more recommendations. Nice, yeah. So they're pretty good. I've been listening to a lot of Fall Out Boy lately. I really liked um their one of their newer songs um love from the other side oh yeah i love that song the way i found that song was actually through an ad it was from like a, a concert ad oh really it wasn't like it wasn't Ticketmaster. it was like some other ad i was just like scrolling on snapchat and i come across this like ad it was just like buy tickets for like this festival for this band and like the background song for like the ad was was that song and i was like that song is really good yeah and then I was, I was like let me watch the whole ad to see like who it is, and it was Fall Out Boy, and I'm like, ooh, let me go listen to him. And it was like the first song on, on their latest album, I think. Yeah, no, it was great. It's the power of advertising and sync, which is one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. of the music industry, which is like putting songs and ads and movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. Do you want to shout out some upcoming stuff you have? What's yeah. For you? Um, so my song, Tell Me, is out on all platforms. It's under DJ Ollie and Marlena Murray Ryan. <laughs> you know, don't ask. It just that's just how it is right now. Um, and then um, we're working on a new song, um, "Forget Your Love." Um, so that should be out soon, hopefully, sometime this summer. Um, but yeah, I have a SoundCloud Lane to Go. It has all like my little demos and stuff. You know, if you like any, just give me a ring and I'll start working on it more. Um, but yeah, I awesome. just post about all my stuff on my and socials. And all socials are lane to go. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. We uh, we ready to wrap it up? Yep. All right. See you, everybody. <laughs>